0: In this video, we're going to talk about uh, the major uh, mistakes that people make when they um, perform aesthetic treatments using uh, electrical plasma. So, we'll start with um, the introduction. As I say, we're going to talk about first of all what uh, you can do in general in order to avoid the major mistakes that um, are made using. Plasma devices for aesthetic uses. So one of the, the the major obvious ways is to take appropriate training, and this is why we have developed the um, online training pa- platform, voltaicplasma.com. is because in this type of treat in this type of treatments, this type of aesthetic treatments, um, there is a vast array of um, intended uses from skin lesions removal which there are many types of skin lesions anyway to tattoo removal, um, uh, permanent makeup removal, eyelid tightening, lower eyelid tightening, um, skin tightening in general which has a vast array of applications so it is not possible to um, to learn them all in one setting to truly learn them all in one setting And in order to to resolve this problem of um, helping you uh, learn all the skills with all the possibilities um, available to you using plasma devices for aesthetic uses, we have developed the online training platform which is getting bigger and bigger over time. So, the major thing to to do is take appropriate training and uh, if you have any questions about each individual um, application of we we'll take plasma devices for aesthetic uses and you cannot find the answers easily. Just feel free to get back in touch with us. Then another way to avoid, uh, in general, uh, mistakes is to perform patch testing, especially for eyelid tightening, uh, skin tightening in general. This is quite a, a good thing to do. And Also, another way to um, avoid mistakes is by uh, performing the tests that we tell you to do on our online training platform, on the the test meet. This is quite an important thing to do as well, because then you learn the effects of plasma on soft tissues. And also, which is quite good, you learn how to use the device uh, properly, and you're able to generate the arc. If you're using one of our devices, for example, the the beauty tech. Um, you, you're able to use the beauty tech at very low power level, as to say level one or three batteries, which is actually um, the lowest that we know of, uh, the lowest power level that we know of uh, in the market uh, so far. And um, also another thing to do is always start if you're using these devices for um, eyelid tightening and. Um, skin tightening in general, at low intensity treatments. This alone is going to to help you avoid the major mistakes. But we're going to talk about uh, the major mistakes so that you you know them and by knowing them then you'll understand why we tell you to do things in certain ways and you'll be able to to avoid them altogether. Another important point is um, to know that these mistakes that we're going to men- uh, mention are not very common anyway; they're quite rare. But it's always uh, good to know them, and because you know them, then you understand the reasons why we teach uh, we teach you to, to perform these treatments in certain ways, and you'll able to you'll be able to uh, carry um, a lot of knowledge um, uh, forward um, as well, and also influence. Uh, the- Last but not least, informing your clients really well by using consent forms, but we're, we're going to, to, to talk about that in detail um, uh, later on in this video. Um, so another thing that we would like to emphasize about the, the online training platform and training in general, um, it takes a while to master all the skills required um, to use, both we'll plasma devices for aesthetic applications but it's always worthwhile because the major added value is you, the aesthetic practitioner. Tools are only tools, but what is adding the most value is your knowledge and your capability of informing your clients um, in an accurate way about each uh, treatment and how you perform the treatments is quite important. And this is actually what's adding the most value in, in this business. It's not the tools in particular in our view, but it's that knowledge that you have. So take your time um, to learn everything that is required in order for you to uh, to perform these treatments. Well, um, if you have any questions, please feel free to, to, to get in touch with us, even if you're not using uh, any of our devices, we're, uh, we're very happy to hear from you anyway. So, but we'll, um, we'll start uh, talking about um, the individual mistakes one by one and the most important uh, ones first and then we're gonna go and talk about the least important important ones as we as we, we go along. So the first one is using the spray technique for skin tightening incorrectly. This is not a major mistake we haven't found lots of them because people normally use the, the spot operation. Uh, You may find that with certain devices, certain manufacturers ask you to perform the the spray operation in our view. um, The spray operation, it is good. I've had one myself, one done on my eyelids myself, and I had very good results out of it. So there's no, uh, there's nothing bad to talk about uh, the spray operation for uh, skin tightening or eyelid tightening in general, in general, but um, the the, the difficulty of uh, the spray operation in in eyelid tightening and skin tightening is that there's no clear cut. It's uh, it's more difficult to learn uh, than the spot operation. Um, So you may get things wrong, but you cannot really point your finger uh, to what you've done wrong if uh, something goes wrong, but it's very unlikely that something will go wrong um, using the, um, uh, the spray operation for skin tightening. But just to go on the safe side, it all you have to do in order to avoid uh, mistakes in the spray operation is just don't use it don't use it if you really and there's not we haven't identified any clear advantage in using the spray operation either so it is a bit more difficult to learn and it is not um, it's not bringing forward so uh, great advantages in in using it either so if you really want to use it, just use it after you have your, um, a lot of experience with um, voltaic Plasma devices for aesthetic applications. And then if you just want to give it a go, then you can give it a go after a long time you've had reference experience with, uh, with voltaic Plasma devices. Then another one is to um, is applying the arc for too long using the spot operation incorrectly for localised skin tightening. Once again, this is a very rare mistake, extremely rare, and we have found it um, in very rare occasions and this quite there's a common theme to that mistake. Um, going and jumping to high intensity treatments too soon, and this is why we teach you to use the, the devices at low intensity treatments first, then move to medium intensity treatments, and then once you acquire uh, a lot of, enough I would say, reference experience, then you slowly transition to a bit higher intensity treatments. Also remember, uh, we'll talk about um, uh, eyelid tightening in a second. So in order to avoid mistakes, uh, what you have to do is once again, Low-intensity treatments, see the results, move to medium-intensity treatments, and then, uh, as you gain a reference experience, then you increase the intensity uh, slowly. And there's a, a chapter and uh, on, on, um, videos on our online training platform explaining you what we mean by intensity treatments, because the the, the intensity intensity treatment, the, the intensity of the treatment. It's not dictated only by the power level of the device that you're using, um, but it's dictated by a number of factors, the the duration of the spots, the distance between the spots, um, the the area that you're covering. And if you want to know more about that, there's dedicated um, uh, web pages and videos on this particular topic. And If you're not sure, please get, get in touch with us. So we've just talked about that. then another mistake is using high high intensity treatments for plasma upper eyelid tightening. Using high intensity treatments is not a mistake per se. Um, The problem with um, high intensity treatments is that uh, you get um, all the um, all that swelling that you get is, is, is very severe at times. The discomfort becomes more pain than discomfort and that can lead to customer dissatisfaction. Therefore, if you can avoid them, uh, especially we, we actually encourage you to avoid them altogether, um, especially because of these things, but also what we found is that um, the the actual results, the actual improvements are not proportional to the intensity of the treatments that you're performing, so you might as well just avoid them altogether. And also, if there's a... one of the the, um, the adverse reactions that people don't talk about is the laxity, and this is only for upper eyelid tightening. Um, it hasn't been observed in uh, in many instances, but it has been observed in those instances where a high-intensity treatment was performed. Um, Again, it's very rare and it's been observed with all devices uh, that we know of. So you cannot actually point it um, to a particular device, it's just the the way it works. What happens in in reality is the way this mechanism of uh, skin tightening works is just like with CO2 lasers you inflict a controlled burn and depending on how intense intense that burn is, then can cause some, some problems later on. So, um, especially in the uh, upper eyelid area, remember to avoid uh, high intensity treatments because we haven't even found uh, major advantages uh, in performing high intensity treatments for uh, the upper eyelid area. And then, We're going to move now into an area that is not discussed as much um, with plasma devices but is extremely good, is tattoo removal, plasma tattoo removal. This is one of the best applications of uh, of plasma devices and we know that it's going to be um, up and coming in the future because of the very good results you have with, uh, with plasma devices. Now, uh, one of the major mistakes with um, plasma devices uh, for tattoo removal is not the way you use the device, is managing expectations. What you find is that clients come to you with the expectations of going through one session and having the tattoo completely removed in one or two sessions. It's very easy, because after all, um, if they're not informed well, all they know is how they had the t- their tattoo done in, their fir- in the first place. and Normally, a tattoo is quite easy to to be drawn. Uh, You go through the the healing process once, you take care of it only once, and then you have your beautiful tattoo. But it's a complete different game to to remove it. It's much easier to have it done than having it removed. In this instance, in in the industry of tattoo removal, um, you find loads of very bold claims and bold advertising. The problem is that even with very expensive lasers, uh, tattoos are not removed completely, most tattoos are not removed completely, and it requires up to 10 or even more sessions with lasers. With plasma devices used with osmosis, you may um, uh, have better results in less treatment. Uh, however, we haven't discovered a miracle machine and the miracle machine for use hasn't been invented yet. Uh, so managing expectations is very important and this can be done in, in the content forms and when you talk uh, to clients um, about these procedures in the first place. Another common mistake is um, the expectations of seamless results. Um, this is due to advertising. Uh, all advertisers uh, like to, to give us many, uh, put out there as many bold um, images as possible of seamless uh, removal of tattoos. Bear in mind, sometimes they're possible. Um, as I say, sometimes the ink is such that one or two um, treatments, even using lasers, can have very good results. However, in the vast majority of the cases, the, the ink is, uh, is, quite of, um, is quite of a good quality and has been uh, put quite deeply into the dermal layer. So no way, unfortunately, for most um, tattoos to be removed seamlessly. We've seen loads of tattoos, um, uh, tattoo removal um, results, and all with lasers, most of it most of them with lasers, if not all, and they'll have a common theme. You can tell something was there. There is a skin uh, texture change of some sort. Um, The area is very common, a very common thing about uh, laser tattoo removal is that the, the area then becomes hypopigmented. And we haven't seen one instance so far of a seamless tattoo removal with lasers. So we've also done research online on social media to actually have a look at people, real people, not advertising, not testimonials by uh, made by the clinics, but real people putting out online um, their real experience of tattoo removal with lasers and other, and other devices. We haven't found um a, a miracle <laughs> treatment yet so uh, the reality of uh, of tattoo removal is that it's very unlikely that um, most tattoos are going to be uh, removed completely seamlessly without leaving a trace it is possible in some occasions but it's not normally the case anyway and that's quite important to, to emphasize it because y- You have people coming um, to have their tattoo removed and they they have these expectations which are not realistic and despite what device you're using, unfortunately tattoos are made to stay and they're there in the dermal layer, they're not easy, it's not easy business. So it's easy business to have it made it's not easy business to to remove them completely In the vast majority of the cases what really... What happens in practicality is that people don't like their tattoos any longer. They realise after a few sessions with lasers or other devices that they're not going to be removed completely. So there's going to be some trace um, of tattoos in there or some marks, some scars, some hypopigmentation. So they go through a number of sessions and also every time they go through a session with lasers, is that they get, go through the swelling and there's some adverse reactions which are discussed on our, on our websites um, in quite detail. Uh, one of them is blistering and that's another funny thing about um, Tatturimo, nobody talks about blistering. It's very difficult to, to, to find information about the blistering which happens all the time with laser tattoo removal so they get discouraged by the fact that every time they have to go through the the burning process of lasers or uh, even plasma devices you have to go through the the scabbing process you have to take care of uh, of the area but they realize that it's not easy business so what they normally do is they get it faded to a certain level and they have it uh, covered up with another tattoo And um, also the other thing to to bear in mind with uh, plasma and also with uh, laser tattoo removal is that there is going to be a healing process. Like there is a healing process when you have your tattoo done. So during the healing process, if you use the incorrect products or you're just a bit reckless, you're going to get an infection. That infection is going to develop into scarring. And that is going to be uh, has got to be very clear in the in the content forms, and it's better that um, you warn your uh, your clients in advance. Another common mistake that we found um, is not actual uh, natural mistake as such because everybody does it is advertising boldly, um, skin lesion benign skin lesion removal, um, get gar- almost guaranteeing uh, or, or implying that the results are going to be seamless. We show you, and we showed you in a number of videos, how uh, we have accomplished seamless results. However, uh, there's many things that can go a bit out of the norm. People can be more prone to developing scarring, keloids, they may not take care of the area properly. Um, There's a number of factors and there's no um, way uh, in our mind that it is a good idea to impl- even imply that the mole or the skin lesion is going to be removed seamlessly. There's always a chance of a mark or a skin te- texture change that it could be even permanent. So um, in our view is tell the truth in majority of the cases you can have um, a similar res- seamless result, you have seen it in my skin lesion on my eyelid, um, but you have to tell them, tell your clients that there could be some marks and they should not be upset about, uh, by that. And if they go through the removal process by using lasers, plasma, whatever other device or method, there's always a chance of having a, a tiny mark. And, but what you'll find in reality is, this is a case for example for sunflasma, people are far happier with having, having a slight um, texture change than that mole or that skin lesion. Or So uh, as long as they're happy with that, so they know that there could be a mark or some Uh, text uh, skin texture change even sometimes a keloid uh, especially if they're prone to that um, then you can go ahead with the procedure but uh, we would not encourage anybody to um, advertise openly uh, scar-free results by using plasma devices or even lasers or um, we haven't found one way that um, can guarantee 100% there's not going to be any any marks left after the treatment. Also failing, uh, this is quite a good one, uh, failing to provide an aftercare protocol to the client undergoing the treatments. It is quite important, I actually would say is very important, of course you discuss about uh, the, the aftercare with your clients but you have something in writing. You can either email that information over to your uh, your clients or you can hand over a leaflet but give them something in writing, something practical to follow because we found that the cases of um, something going slightly astray or sometimes infections that led to scarring um, was due to that uh, clear knowledge of the clients about the aftercare to, to follow. And in a commercial environment is always a very good idea to, to have something in writing that you, you hand over uh, to your client. Because if you've done it, is there in writing? And if they, they're not clear about it, then they have the, the opportunity to, to ask you, but is there in writing? And it's quite clear for most people to understand. And this, this is very important. So don't limit yourself to talk about it. Have it in writing uh, and leave them Leave something with your clients, either an email, with a PDF, or, um, or, or a leaflet. Leave them something that's quite clear and tangible. This is quite... Um, not many people make this mistake, uh, but it's very important. Sometimes we're very busy, we're on the run, uh, we're doing promotions, and we forget about content forms they're very important, they're extremely important in this business because we, um, this is the aesthetic industry and these treatments are very effective and with effective treatments there's always, unfortunately, although people don't like talking about them, um, the possibility of something going slightly wrong and it is quite important, I would say very important, to have a consent form in one way or another, an electronic consent form, um, paper consent form. Have it. Have it, have it, have it. Don't forget it, don't think it's not important, even if you're busy. Have it in your, um, in your business as, um, as a habit, put it in your, uh, uh, in your way to, to, to operate your business. is extremely, extremely important. The um, another, um, um, something else, which could be a bit controversial, um, is the advertising, um, especially for upper eyelid tightening using plasma. We don't feel that it should be advertised as blepharoplasty, we have carried out many of these procedures and there's many people having our devices uh, uh, using uh, plasma for uh, upper eyelid tightening and I had it done myself, I had the procedure done myself and the results are good but not dramatic and we're going to make um, a dedicated uh, web page and information which is going to be quite clear later on. So if you're watching it uh, when this video has been released, as uh, to say in February 2017, the page is not going to be there, but we, we think that we're going to make it uh, at a later point. We're making this video first because we think it's more important. So you're able to, to have the information that you require in order to avoid the major mistakes. In reality, what happens with upper Eyelid tightening is a, is a minor change, a minor improvement in the appearance of that saggy skin. And it's quite minor. And it should not be, in our view, advertised as a blepharoplasty for a number of reason, reasons. It's just it doesn't shorten the skin. It tightens it uh, to a certain degree and it doesn't really shorten it. Um, we understand why it's been advertised that way because um, medical doctors love it love the, the idea of being able to say well no problem we're going to use sublimation the fourth state of the matter and using these very magical words <laughs> then they're gonna say oh, this is a blepharoplasty so you just use these words then people love it uh, especially uh, medical doctors which are not going to perform a blepharoplasty so they have something that they can advertise as such and uh, we understand exactly why that is, uh, uh, is working to sell the tool. However, when you see the results, then it's something different. So the results are an appreciable improvement in the appearance of saggy eyelids, but when you have a lot of skin to be removed, having this as a replacement to a blepharoplasty it's not a very good idea. And we're going to, to touch that topic uh, later on over the, the coming months. And there's a number of reasons for it. So, um, in our view, if you want to advertise it, um, medical devices for as blepharoplasty, please go ahead. But mind you, there's no medical machine. Um, although the, the, <laughs> some people uh, make incredible claims, um, the physics are the physics of things. There's many medical machines, and you'll find yourself that these very bold results sometimes are very dubious. In our case, what you find is that uh, we show you the real results, not only the before and after, but we also show you how the treatment was carried out, and when we have the opportunity, of course, also the healing process. So you are actually seeing how things develop, and that is, is quite important. So, if you want to have some help about advertising this type of treatments, we've got lots of videos available. So you can use them on your um, on your websites. If you have one of our devices, even if you don't, of course, if you use one of our uh, videos, you're gonna um, help us with free advertising. So uh, feel free to um, copy and paste any of our uh, YouTube videos that you like on your uh, on your websites to to help you advertise. So that's one thing that uh, we uh, would suggest nobody to to to, to advertise, <laughs> as I say, blepharoplast, eyelid tightening, as a bleph. Another thing that which we we find and we we know um, is a bit misleading, as I say, because the the actual results are not as good as a bleph. <laughs> I do apologize for saying it. That's the reality of things, especially when the, the skin to be tightened is a lot and there's no medical machi- machines. What many people uh, do, even those people who are um, uh, who claim to be the, the top uh, surgeons and, and whatnot, is um, they uh, perform the treatments and they take pictures immediately. While the carbonized uh, area or the sublimized, sublimed area, I don't know exactly what they call it, using the force state of the matter. (laughs) So, what happens, and we're going to make a webpage on that and a number of videos on that in order to explain the process, the physics of it. When you carbonize the area or use sublimation, um, what happens is the skin is as if it's contracting. But that's that contraction is not permanent. And the reason for it, the reason for it is because it's caused by deep dehydration due to the carbonization of the tissue. And that is going to change no matter what device you're using. And this is why, where well, you find this lots of these pictures before and after. So you see uh, the before eye and the after eye with this these dark dots and you see the the results are absolutely amazing, but they, what you don't see is that the actual afters, and you're sure <laughs> it's quite uh, uh, the reason. Say for example, we've got one of um, one of our videos. Um, this is why we we're going to make a dedicated web page on that. Every time you you, you perform um, and a skin tightening and an upper right eyelid tightening using. Carbonization, you're going to get that dehydration, but then you're gonna get the swelling if you do it for upper eyelid tightening. And when the swelling starts, the area starts changing again, and the area is going to be subject to change over a number of weeks anyway. And what you find in practice is that then uh, when the he- the area is healed, it's actually that 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 result is not there anymore. They're there can be quite a good result in terms of tightening, but it's nowhere w- what it was when um, you had performed the, the treatment there and then, within a few minutes after you finished the, the treatment. So this is, um, this is it for now. Uh, we wanted to make this video um, because we thought it was, uh, it was quite important, it could help you uh, in your business, um, help you um, with the, uh, the experience that we have, and if you want to know more about this topic then you'll find detailed information in writing on uh, voltageplasma.com Thank you very much for watching this video. If you found it useful, uh, please like uh, in the button below, and for more videos like this, to get notifications, just subscribe to our channel. If you have any doubts, any questions, please feel free to get in touch. Thank you again.